Hi, this is Janice Temple of World Black History on Periscope, reading an essay by Horace Selden on the permanence of racism, written October 1992. Derek Bell has once again moved my thoughts and my heart in a new direction, which is both frightening and exciting. To appreciate the impact his latest book has had on me, it is important to review an experience centered in a question I've been asked numerous times. The question I have heard so often is, when do you think we will overcome racism in this country? Over the years, I have developed a guarded response, which generally is sounding something like, my guess best is that we may overcome racism in 500 years. People have usually thought that I am resorting to hyperbole rooted in pessimism when I respond that way. You can't mean that, has been the tone of disbelief. Yes, I do believe that, and that is my most hopeful prediction, I have said. In quiet reflection after such exchanges, I have frequently found myself confronted with my real thought the one I had not dared express because of the consequences which might be implied both for me and for others. The thought I have not dared express says, I am not sure that we will ever overcome racism in this country. That thought trembles on the brink of the next obvious question, then why should we continue to work against racism? If there is no hope of overcoming it, that is a frightening thought which threatens the essence of what I have been, what I've seen my life to be about for well over 20 years. It is frightening because it leaves me, as with others, who might also be tempted to give up without hope. So I have instinctively backed away from an honest personal response to the question about the future of racism. The 500 years best hope has been said with a hole in my tongue. Now comes Derek Bell's newest book, Faces at the Bottom of the Well, with the subtitle, The Permanence of Racism. It is the subtitle which grabs me. That is especially true when compared to the subtitle of his, And We Are Not Saved, written and published in 1987, which is the elusive quest for racial justice from elusive quest to the permanence of racism in five years is in itself a powerful message. The truth is out, leaped my heart. Now at last I may dare to say that I believe we will never overcome racism. I race through the pages of the book hoping to find out how Derek Bell deals with the next question which has so frightened me. What about the potential consequences of an answer which might for many undermine their anti-racist motivations? Very soon came the author's response set forth in this proposition. Black people will never gain full equality in this country. Even those Herculean efforts we hail as successful will produce no more than temporary peaks of progress short-lived victories that slide into irrelevance as racial patterns adapt in ways that maintain white dominance. 
this is a hard to accept fact that all history verifies. We must acknowledge it, not as a sign of submission, but as an act of ultimate defiance. Accepting the permanence of racism is not an act of submission, but it is the ultimate act of defiance. I was dancing free. How on earth could I explain to myself or anyone else the exhilaration I felt in acknowledging the permanence of something I abhor with my whole being? For days, I was almost evangelical, pushing Bell's book into the face of anyone I met, declaring a new source of energy for the continuing task of working against racism. That was what excited me. I felt a new surge of energy and determination to understand what was happening to me. I'm okay, so this is part one, and we will continue on to part two. Thanks for listening. Please share. Hi, this is Janice Temple of World Black History on Periscope, reading an essay written by Horace Selden on the permanence of racism in October 1992. This is part two. Please listen to part one if you have not heard part one. How on earth could I explain to myself or anyone else the exhilaration I felt in acknowledging the permanence of something I abhor with my whole being? For days I was almost evangelical, pushing Bell's book into the face of everyone I met, declaring a new source of energy for the continuing task of working against racism. That was what excited me. I felt a new surge of energy and determination. To understand what was happening to me, I made some initial notes. I list them here with a few comments, hoping that someone else out there, that they might ignite similar excitement. First, accepting the permanence need not be an act of submission. An alcoholic friend reminded me that acknowledging the permanence of his condition did not diminish, but rather energized his determination to resist it. A person working to prevent child abuse said it may never be eliminated, but her work would always continue. A pacifist would not give up working for peace, even if convinced that war would still be used as a means of settling international disputes. Continued efforts for any particular good are not dependent upon assurances that the offensive behavior will be eliminated. Suddenly, my fearful question lost its hold on my heart, and I was indeed free in a new way. As a matter of fact, my fear to address the future, knowing that racism is permanent, now looks almost stupid, and I must continue to wonder why I had asked the question. Second, accepting the permanence of racism eliminates despair as an option. Despair is born out of reoccurring deferred dreams, out of hopes never fulfilled. If I no longer expect the elimination of racism, then I have no option to despair over the frustration of that goal. The dream and the hope may still remain in redefined form. They are embodied in the continuation of opposition to racism, in the defiant fist raised against oppression. Third, I have accepted the permanence of racism. Being engaged in the struggle against racism becomes the end. 
I no longer need to look for the signs of the ultimate victory somewhere out there in the future. I am now free to attend fully to the present moment of the struggle. That's all that matters. No need to worry about measuring success, though we continue to celebrate every tiny sign of victory. Just knowing that I'm engaged in the struggle is all that I have to ask for. Fourth, accepting the permanence of racism adds another dimension to the task of opposing it. That dimension stretches into an unknown future. In some peculiar way, I do not yet understand a new kind of hope is being born. For me, the new statement of hope is that flying goal of which Protestant theologians spoke after the early 20th century shattered the hopes of ultimate progress. That goal is always out there ahead of me, beckoning my heart and prodding my action. Or is it that much older Jewish tradition that reminds me that though I know I may never reach the goal, there is no excuse for failing to undertake the task. The new sense of hope is that which Garrison announced when he demanded immediate abolition of the system which enslaved Africans in this country. Garrison well knew that there would not be immediate ab abolition, but he shouted that slavery ought to be abolished immediately. In the civil rights movement, the word, the shout was for freedom now. No one expected freedom on the spot. Immediately, that was also a statement of what ought to be. So it is today when we speak of the elimination of racism. It too is a statement of what ought to happen. That is a kind of hope which is not subject to despair or to giving up or to burning out, but rather gathers energy, even while it gives energy to the movement. Please continue listening. Hi, this is Janice Temple with World Black History on Periscope, reading an essay by Horace Selden on the permanence of racism, part two. Um, it was published October 1992. The new sense of hope is which Garrison announced when he demanded immediate abolition of the system which enslaved Africans in this country. Garrison well knew that there would not be immediate abolition, but he shouted that slavery ought to be abolished immediately. In the civil rights movement, the shout was for freedom now. No one expected freedom on the spot immediately. That was also a statement of what ought to be. So it is today when we speak of the elimination of racism, it too is a statement of what ought to happen. That is the kind of hope which is not subject to despair or to giving up or to burning out, but rather gathers energy even while it gives energy to the movement. Fifth, accepting the permanence of racism emphasizes in a drastic way for the seriousness of the problem and the struggle against it. Bell's book specifically reminds me that even the best strategies, the most progressive accomplishments against racism are likely to be manipulated and become subversive of original intents. 
Racism has almost a diabolic way of consuming many of the mechanisms, mechanisms of its oppositions. As those who are committed to the continuing struggle, we must always alert, be alert to that possible dynamic. At the very least, it means that we must always be looking for new strategies. So there are my first reflections on the permanence of racism. Let's talk about it, not in the luxury of drawing room discussions, but within the contents of within the context of continuing struggle. And this was written by Horace Selden. So Horace Selden, he created and co-taught a course on the history and development of racism in the United States at Boston College for 25 years. He founded and directed Community Change Incorporated, CCI. He dedicated his life to fighting racism. On June 18, 2017, Mayor Jay Walsh of the City of Boston proclaimed it Horace Selden Day in recognition of his life work to fighting for racial justice. Please subscribe. Call in, give us your thoughts. We would love to hear more about continuing the struggle in light of the permanence of racism. Thanks for listening, and please do share. Hi, this is Janice Temple with World Black History on Periscope. And we just read the essay on the permanence of racism by Horace Selden. I invite you to call in and to share your thoughts and reflections um, after you listen to um, part one and two on the permanence of racism. I want to share some of my um, reflections. I was really surprised to read that racism would never be eradicated in the United States, um, that it is permanent, that it will just adapt and consume. Um, and it's interesting that, okay, because America was founded on it, I guess it can't be eradicated. Um, the system of America would have to be dismantled in order for that to happen, I would suppose. So I can understand how it's permanent in America because that's the founding of the country. But the fact that he says that we should not um, give up, it's, it's not a reason to submit because an alcoholic never stops trying to um, submit to becoming an alcoholic again. Um, child abuse may never be eradicated, but that's no reason to stop um, advocating for the rights of children and their safety. And so it is with racism. And so forming a resistance within the context 
of racism is permanent. So there is no end goal, but there is always a continuous struggle. And that I can accept. That I can accept. So what are your thoughts? Please do call in and share your reflections on um, what that should look like for resistance, for trying to make a better world for our children to live in this society together. Uh, We always talk about peace. So the elusive world of peace and being one and we are world and and singing songs of together and unity and love. If that will not be achieved in America, um, what does the struggle look like? Please subscribe. Thanks for listening and please do call in and share.